It's the 26th of March 2021. Good morning and welcome to the news around Uganda. I am Lydia Lakonyero. In a first story, Parliament has paid tribute to the late Tanzanian President John Pombe Magufuli. The MPs asked the Ugandan government to emulate him and reduce wasteful expenditure. Magufuli passed away last week at the age of 61 due to heart complications. The motion to pay tribute to Magufuli was tabled by the Prime Minister, Dr. Ruhakana Rugunda, and seconded by the leader of opposition in Parliament, Betty Aol Uchan, who hailed Magufuli for fighting corruption and wasteful expenditure in his country. Dr. John Pombe Joseph Magufuli was known for his fight against corruption and against the misuse of public resources, which is a chronic cancer of, for Africa. The MPs who included the Bugabula South Member of Parliament Henry Chibalia, Mukono South Member of Parliament Muyanja Senyonga, Buteba Woman MP Agnes Amede, Ngora Woman MP Jacqueline Amongin, among others, urged the government to emulate the late Magufuli and fight corruption and unnecessary expenditures in government ministries, which has affected development in the country. He postponed the celebration of some national function in the preference for another activity. Honorable Prime Minister, I want you to pause this. How much money do we spend sometimes on national function? Magufuli is being laid to rest. If Uganda, we looked at our wasteful expenditures in the different ministries of Uganda, do you know how much we would save? A lot of money. The Prime Minister is here. We needed to see our president also walk on the talk. When he says he is fighting corruption, let him not only come for celebrations of fighting corruption. Let him chase those mafia. Meanwhile, we have a new entrant in the deputy speakership race for the 11th parliament. The Gomba West member of parliament, Robina Ruakojo, yesterday declared her interest. Ruakojo believes that she has the necessary experience to serve parliament in this capacity because in her first term in parliament, she has served as vice chairperson on the Legal and Equal Opportunities Committees. Ruakojo, in company of members of parliament who included Entebbe Municipality MP Rosemary Tumusime, Kaberamaido County MP Veronica Erago, Kasambia County MP-elect David Kabanda, among others, said all this together with her time in the Ministry of Justice will enable her to serve members of parliament very well. Considering the committees act as mini parliaments in their mode of work, I believe it has given me the experience to blend with my vast legal knowledge. And since my re-election, a number of colleagues have approached me and asked me to take up this position. This, coupled with my interest in parliamentary procedure, encouraged me to vie for the position of deputy speaker. Ruakojo says if elected, she plans to enhance the debating skills of MPs, their welfare, and also promote the good working relationship between the three arms of government. The constitution names legislation as the chief duty of a member of parliament. The induction which we have at the start of parliament isn't sufficient to cater for the needs and uh, requires to be beefed up to achieve this objective. A specialized refresher training can be organized every so often because we come from different academic and social backgrounds and the capacity building would enable us to be at par. 
Wakoju says she will also respect the decisions of SEC as she is a loyal member of the party, but she is optimistic that she will be picked as the party flag bearer. Whoever has any stake in uh, these elections when they come in May has to know who is participating because much as uh, speakers are normally dragged to the chair, things have changed a bit. People need to know who is interested in the position. So I don't think it would cause a problem with SEC. I think it would ease their work. Meanwhile, in Amudat, court has sent on remand the district chairman, Adamson Francis Chionga, for allegedly stealing a government motor vehicle. Francis Adamson Chionga was arraigned before Magistrate Latif Abubeka Nachibinge, who remanded him after he failed to present sureties in time. Chiyonga's lawyer Jonan Nuaninda had prayed to court to allow the accused to apply for bail requesting for a standover of the matter. However, this was all in vain. Prosecution led by Betty Mpata told court that investigations into the matter are done and prayed to court to fix a hearing date. Prosecution alleges that on May 24, 2017, at Matuga Police Station in Wakiso District, Mr. Kiyonga stole motor vehicle number UG0653Z, wreckage ranger double cabin worth 130 million shillings, a property of Amudat District. This was among the vehicles allocated by the Prime Minister to the district local governments to implement the youth livelihood program in Karamoja region, but later got an accident. After picking the vehicle from Matuga Police Station, Chiyonga sold its spares and only remained with the vehicle engine. It is further alleged that Chiyonga asked for clearance from the chief administrative officer to come to Matuga for the motor vehicle wreckage and from Matuga Police Station. The suspect was arrested by detectives attached to the State House Anti-Corruption Unit on Wednesday from Entebbe while attending a conference following accusations of stealing a motor vehicle in 2017. Also, the Ministry of Health has started a two-day vaccination exercise for the old and incoming members of parliament, staff and journalists against COVID-19. The exercise is being conducted by the Ministry of Health officials from KCCA and the exercise has been launched by the first Deputy Prime Minister Moses Ali and State Minister for General Duties Robin Anabanja. The first Deputy Prime Minister, who is also the Ajumani West Member of Parliament, Moses Ali, who was among the first people to be vaccinated today, he encouraged Ugandans to take the vaccine. So let me I encourage people to come. Yeah. All over the world, people are jabbing. What about you? And even those who have not jabbed uh, are dying with other diseases, not, not because of corona only. But if everybody found that this is the way out, that's why not? So let's have it, I think. People should live alone this year. Why not? Ministers are also human beings. This is involuntary. The state minister for health in charge of general duties, Robin Anabanja, says they are targeting 3,000 people from parliament and says the vaccine is safe. I WhatsApp the speaker, the president directed that members of parliament they also put on the two vaccinated. Very grateful. And of course, you realize that we started with more vulnerable people and members of parliament are equally vulnerable. So we are very grateful for your big turnout. 
the Rujumbura County Member of Parliament, Fred Turiamuweza, says everyone who has the opportunity should get vaccinated because it is now over a year since the pandemic struck the country. For over one year now, and we have seen quite a number of people dying, including uh, members of parliament, uh, our own colleagues. So when this vaccination comes in for the prevention of COVID and protecting and enhancing the immunity of uh, Ugandans against COVID, it is a good exercise. I think I want to encourage everybody to take it as soon as it appears so that you don't miss out. There you are sure to have, uh, to have protection so that when COVID comes, it does not put you down. Among other members who have been vaccinated include the Deputy Attorney General Jackson Kafuzi, the State Minister for Environment Beatrice Anywa, State Minister for Sports Hamson Obua, among others. Let's see what's happening in Gulu. The city has been applauded for properly utilizing the World Bank Municipal Infrastructure Development Program funds for constructing standard roads, installing streetlights and CCTV cameras. The city used 83 billion shillings in the first phase and 41 billion shillings in the second phase to construct 33 quality urban roads. The Youth Meet Program Technical Committee, the line ministries of local government and gender officials think this has made Gulu become the signature town in the program. The team, led by Pade Joseph Walter, the Commissioner of Urban Development, on Wednesday inspected the roads, signage and solar-powered streetlights. Gulu is very strong when it comes to teamwork. We only hope that you will be able to maintain it. Because it's also possible that uh, people continue praising you and you begin uh, enjoying praises so much and forget even to work harder. So it gives you a very big challenge to make sure you maintain. Then the issue of procurement, Gul has been doing its procurement well. Because once you fail with the procurement, you are finished. We have a number of municipalities and of course cities now that are still struggling. The Gulu city mayor, George Labeja, who oversaw the infrastructure development as both a municipality and now interim city mayor, dismissed claims that he stole some of the street lights. Labeja, who will be leaving office to Alfred Okwan, also urges the concerned people to purchase crane vehicles for maintenance of the street lights. So I will get time and talk to the now new leaders that are coming so that we, 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 we don't leave Gulu city to remain like this. For me, I have a, a vision, I have a dream that Gulu, among the first seven cities, should be at the top. Compared to Jinja, always when I go to Jinja, I just say, eh. <laughs> Although for them, they were blaming me that I, I, I don't know money. They were blaming me and my town plan that we are, we, are, we, are, we are putting all the money for projects. We don't want to drive good cars. But I know my good car, God will give me one day, but not getting it in the wrong way, which they, are, they, they were planning to do. That is what a leader, a technical staff, should look at. The Youth Meet coordinator for Gulu, Gilbert Uloya, noted with dismay that some of the items, such as solar panels and streetlights, are being vandalized. The officials have asked the incoming administration to maintain or upgrade the current standards. Charles Felix Ularoke from the Ministry of Local Government says the formal structures of the cities will soon be tabled before Parliament. Gulu City has expanded almost eight times since it was pronounced a city on the 1st of July 2020, but the Gulu City town clerk, Edward Chiwanuka, says it is still operating on the same budget. Or asking how monies are going to be managed after. 
after we have operationalized the city. Because right now we have two fully fledged municipalities at the lower level, then at the, at the city level we have a city government. The leadership at the division, city division is saying now since we are a municipality, you tell us our budget so that we can plan for it and also prioritize. So there are those questions we have. Gulu City is located approximately 332 kilometers from the capital city, Kampala. The first use meet program benefited 14 municipalities of Arua, Lira, Soroti, Entebbe, Mbale, Tororo, Jinja, Masaka, Hoima, Fort Portal, Mbarara, Kabale, Moroto, and Gulu. But the additional financing now includes eight more municipalities of Kitgum, Kamuli, Mubende, Kasese, Busia, Ntungamo, Apach, and Lugazi. Let's see what's happening in eastern Uganda. The district officials estimate that Serere loses close to 1 billion shillings daily in illegal fishing in Lake Kyoga. The district officials noted that illegal fishing always rises at the peak of political campaigns. Joseph Epero, the Serere senior fisheries officer, noted that most of the illegal small boats in the lake use illegal fishing gear, especially the monofilament nets. Fishermen are using such crude equipment like seine nets, mosquito seine nets, undersized gill nets, monofilament nets, tycoons and poison along the shoreline. Epero explained that the same nets locally known as Kokota harvest fish indiscriminately, irrespective of size, while tycoons stress and scare the fish, therefore affecting their reproduction and growth. He called on the various stakeholders to join their efforts in conducting the community policing and sensitization of fishermen so as to combat the problem. You know, the people who are in the water are desperate people who are poverty-stricken. The people with the money, the business community, the teachers, and many others, all those categories online. They are the ones who own boats, even the small boats which kill people. One time we took account of fish in a basin, a small Nile patch, and we found approximately 1,000 of them. And one boat using Kokota and targeting the breeding grounds of Nile Patch can bring to three basins of Nile Patch. So that, that, those are roughly 3,000 fish and only they can fetch up to 120,000 when they sell the local consumers. And then the very fish, if left for about two years in the water, it can give minimum of three to four kilos. That can fetch us 60 to 80 million. And currently we have over 1,000 small boats in the waters of Lake Kyoka and on Serere site. And among those, 80% are using cocotas. So you can imagine the kind of waste that is taking place every day. We waste close to 1 billion in illegal fishing using cocotas alone. Fisheries is one of the most important sectors in the economy of Uganda because it contributes 12% of the agriculture GDP. On the 17th of March 2021 alone, Serere District lost 10 people in the waters of Lake Choga, of which six were from Pingire sub-county and four from Chiteta and four from Kateta, all due to the use of small boats which always overturned due to the strong winds. In Kagadi District, the police have arrested two people for allegedly conniving to steal over 3,000 government mosquito nets. The mosquito nets were found hidden in a coffee store in Kagadi Town Council during an operation mounted by the RDC of Kagadi after a tip-off by a concerned citizen. 
This was after several people raised complaints that they had missed mosquito nets. Lilian Rutarejo, the RDC of Kagadi, hailed residents for their efforts in fighting people who are sabotaging government programs. Judith Joan Akelo, the DPC of Kagadi, says investigations into the matter are underway. But we managed to apprehend at least two suspects that we have in our custody. The community must be very, very vigilant and know that this is a government program that is going on and the government is trying their little best to support the community by giving them this net, fighting mosquitoes out of the country. But we have these people who have their intentions, who are very corrupt, with very corrupt tendencies, who are taking advantage over the people and they are instead keeping these nets. You get a home, a household with the five with the, five, with the five people, they are giving one or two nets. In Arua, gunshots rocked the city in the wee hours of Thursday when a group of inmates tried to escape from Arua government prison. One inmate successfully fled and is still at large, while nine others who struggled to jump off the tall perimeter wall were intercepted and recaptured. One inmate was shot on the hand in the melee. The hardcore criminals convicted of capital offences were recently transferred from the neighbouring Giligili prisons that was recently turned into a COVID-19 isolation centre for inmates and were being kept in a separate room from other prisoners. Frank Baine, the spokesperson for Uganda Prison Service, told New Vision that the SKP is a hardcore criminal who was convicted of aggravated robbery in Moyo district. A group of 10 prisoners which had been brought from Girigiri. And you know, Girigiri is an isolation center. These new people, we don't mix them with the, the other one. So they were put in the old wing. That's why they had isolated them. And the old wing is, as I put it, old. most of the infrastructure there is old. So at night, they tried to break the, the, the door. Now in the door, the, the scattering, of course, the Ascari were alert and they started the action where they shot one in the hand as he was climbing. But of course, in the confusion of the night, only one managed to escape. The one who managed to escape is, is, is an aggravated robbery, he's sorry about the border, but he comes from Moyo. He's a common criminal, that one we shall get even very fast. During the onset of COVID-19 in Uganda, Arua government prison witnessed a massive prison break which led to escape of at least 17 of the inmates on the 21st of March 2020. The inmates reportedly feared that failure to institute measures to guard against coronavirus in the facility was a threat to their lives. Some of the prisoners were also protesting suspension of court sessions and stringent restrictions on visits at the facility, overcrowding and poor meals. During the scaffold, three of the inmates were shot dead by joint security forces. And with that story, we come to the end of the news around Uganda. Good morning.